Welcome to On the Scene Podcast. I'm Heather Harrison. And I'm Emma Dotson. And we're breaking down Mississippi's top stories. We will bring you breaking news, pop culture, and hot takes. Coming from the desk of two student journalists, we'll share our favorite news of the week with you. We're We're on the scene, reflecting on Mississippi's top stories. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we are talking all about taxes in Mississippi, specifically because the Mississippi legislator has decided to cut income taxes rather than completely get rid of them. And for those of you who don't know, there's kind of been a lot of talk about taxes this past year in Mississippi. Governor Reeves was really for completely cutting our income tax. And now income tax, it's kind of different for every single person, obviously, because you make a different income. But a lot of critics of this bill in specific, remember, it's cutting income taxes, not completely getting rid of them. It's saying that it's only going to benefit the wealthy. Mm-hmm. But we'll break it down for you today, and we'll see what you guys think. So Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman says that this is the largest tax cut in Mississippi's history if it'll be passed by Governor Reeves. Today's sources are a Mississippi Free Press article by Nick Judden, an AP article by Emily Waxer-Pettis, an Investopedia article by Julia Kagan, a Mississippi Today article by Bobby Harrison, and the Mississippi Department of Revenue's website. So we got a great Sounds set like our of faves sources. are in here. Yes. Also, nine other, other states don't have income taxes. So this is not just something that Mississippi is the first state to do. So I think that's kind of a way in which the state is kind of leveraging it. Like, oh, we're not the first. You know, we have mm. other people. Justification. Yeah. A lot of times in organizations or in states or in countries, we'll look at other places and see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if, you know, people have been looking at other countries. Currently, the we have a graduated income tax rate in Mississippi. And so the Department of Revenue breaks this down for us. We have zero percent tax on the first four thousand dollars of taxable income. 3% on the next $1,000, 4% on the next $5,000, and 5% on all taxable income over $10,000. So this new bill is going to take off the top 1% of the bracket. So the 5% is going to move down to 4%, and then the 4% is going to be completely eliminated over time. And if this bill were to be passed, which Governor Reeves is a big fan of it, he's most likely going to sign it. He said that he's going to sign it. If this bill is passed, it would start in 2023 and it would go to 2026. See, that doesn't surprise me considering uh, Governor Reeves is a part of the richer side of things. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of natural that he would support something that benefits himself. Oh, yeah. And some legislation came out today, Wednesday. And, you know, we'll be talking about that next week, guys. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some interesting stuff. Definitely some interesting stuff. Keep your eye on the money. That's the topic that seems like for the past couple of years, just money, money, money. Where is it going? What are we doing with it? Mm-hmm. So in total, the state is going to lose $526 million from the tax cut by 2026. So... Hmm. Kind of makes you wonder where are you going to get that money then? Yeah, that's a huge cut. It's going to be $185 million in the first year, according to the AP article, Senator Josh Harkin said that. And then in total, we'll lose $526 million by 2026. All right, these lawmakers in our state believe that the tax cut might attract new residents to our state and possibly increase our economic growth. And they think that because, you know, they think, oh, you know, we're not going to have as much taxes, blah, blah, blah. But if we go back to what we just said, 
who is this primarily affecting? Mm-hmm. Who is getting the good benefits out of this? Yeah, I get the fact that they're like, oh, if we give them tax cuts here, they'll put more money back into the system kind of thing. But I'm not sure how much that's actually going to help the public good type deal. Right. And so in the AP article, Pettis writes that our state income tax makes up 34% of our state's funding. This money goes towards ro- goes towards roads, schools, infrastructure, healthcare, etc., all of which are considerably lacking in Mississippi. Yeah, and this especially huge infrastructure. Yeah, and this huge cut is just kind of going to be like a sword in our side. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand how we're going to make up 34% of our state income because as you guys probably know, since COVID started, we've gotten a lot of relief money from the federal government. Our state has, our cities have, our counties have. What are we going to do when we don't have those COVID relief bills? Yeah, like I know that we have the medical marijuana stuff coming up, but that's mostly private investors. So I don't know how much that's actually going to go to the public. And then I know that we started the Mississippi lottery and that was supposed to kind of help with a lot of those things. But also it kind of makes you want to, that's not going to make up that much money though. Yeah, it it's like the math ain't math. And like, you know, I'm a journalism gal, but I still, I can understand some numbers. You can numbers. see it, yeah. It's a pretty stark contrast. Now, if they come up with another plan of how to make this money back, you know, we're all for that. We're all for it, but. I don't know. And this is also a reason why Lieutenant Governor Hoseman is a big fan of the tax cut rather than completely eliminating that income tax. Because what if we just got rid of all of that money. Can you imagine if we're only cutting it now and we're going to lose $526 million, what would it be like if we completely got rid of that? Mm-hmm. And now that's not to say that, I mean, I don't know. I, I've, we've never had this situation in Mississippi before, before, so it's kind of hard for us to see how that would pan out. Yeah, I know I know one other thing that some people have been doing you know, about like nearby states and stuff is like Florida has tolls. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people travel through Mississippi, so it would make you wonder would that kind of help? Uh, that would kind of help improve roads and stuff like that type of thing. Florida always has nice roads. and Out in Colorado, they do the same type of thing. So that kind of makes you wonder if that would help. But once again, that's a lot of money. $525 million. And, I mean, we... We've gotten so much money, trillions of dollars, I believe, or billions from the federal government in COVID relief money. That is going away. We pretty much have to spend most of that by 2026, which is when we would be losing all of this money as well. Mm-hmm. And that was supplementing people's income. A lot exactly. Of the time. So I'm just kind of wondering. But it's really just not realistic. I don't know what those other states do. I guess we'll have to check and see how they model their systems. I don't know if our state's interested in modeling around their system, but... I, I just wonder which ones it is that actually do it. I can look. Because if it's like a similar southern state, that might be easier to kind of base off of because they have similar, like, standards of living and that oh, type yeah. of thing. Okay, so we have Alaska, Florida, Nevada, New Hampshire, it's South Nevada. Dakota. Thank you very much. Brennan would have you... <laughs> Nevada. And I know people from Nevada say Nevada, but I'm saying Nevada because I'm from Mississippi. Alaska, Florida, Nevada, New Hampshire, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming. Okay, so we we have Texas, Tennessee. Florida kind of counts, but not really. But the thing is, Texas and Tennessee are different than Mississippi. If Alabama or Louisiana, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're more like But Tennessee has Memphis, it has Nashville, 
It has stuff like that. We don't really be having Florida that. has their tourism. Florida is they completely have different and than everything. us. They have, yeah. Yeah. And Texas is different than us too. Texas is a whole other animal. So Yeah, just a whole a whole beast. So and New Hampshire has some sort of weird cut income tax program. New Hampshire as well. has no say in this. They are completely <laughs> different. <laughs> so I don't know if we're gonna be gaining inspiration from them, but I don't like it wouldn't hurt, obviously, to ask them, like, how has your system been able to be maintained? But they might have different taxes on groceries and things like that where they can increase yeah. revenue. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have about taxes. I really boiled it down. It's honestly not too, too much uh, boiled down. It is just like a numbers game. Like, we'll just have to see how this pans out over the next few years. Mississippi has made lots of big changes this legislative session. We have medical marijuana now. We have this income tax cut. We have the teacher pay raise. It's been a pretty busy season. It has, yeah. So, again, we'll keep you updated on this and everything else going on in the legislative session. I believe that actually winded down a few weeks ago. So, we might be having different types of news pop up and just kind of the impacts of how is this stuff going. Mm-hmm. Speaking of updates, let's move the story updates. <laughs> yeah, so another county has opted out of the medical marijuana program. Pontotoc County has decided to not be involved in the program. We'll have an article linked from AP. So yeah, I guess just as May 1st rolls around, we'll probably be having some counties and some cities trickle in. Um, Pontotoc County, that's the first county, I believe, that mm-hmm. has opted out. That's huge, you know. That kind of surprises me too, because I think of that as kind of yee-yee territory, a lot of it. And it, it was kind of in the same boat as like Brandon. Mm. I was kind of surprised for that as well. Yeah. Just kind of interesting. Oh, well. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Again, we'll see. Madison still hasn't said anything, but they might just be waiting till May 1st to toe the line. They just want to be, like, the people that come in at the end. They're like, no. Yeah. They'll probably be the final say-so. So, again, this is probably going to be our, like, continuous weekly update. We'll keep you guys in the loop. Also, once... People start getting their medical cards and once dispensaries start opening, we will start trying to dig around that and see like how that's working out. I know it's a pretty interesting process. I'm interested in writing some articles about it as well because it's so new. A lot of journalists in Arkansas were doing that a couple years ago and they started their program. So it could be a nice like inside look. That's that for story updates. And like we said in the last episode the ones that got away is discontinued because i'm now the editor-in-chief and i'm not the news editor so i don't plan stories anymore but emma has a fun section for us so guys even though i'm not the opinion editor anymore it's time for emma's opinion corner yay Yay. so the hot take for this week i don't have any sleeves to roll up this time um is meringue is trash Mm, yeah I don't know why, but I just don't like it. It's like a weird marshmallow that just doesn't know what it is. And it's just like crunchy. And I'm like, why crunch? It offers no. no. <laughs> Do not want that. It really offers nothing. It doesn't. It just ruins really good desserts, in my opinion. Honestly, it makes it just like, I don't want to eat that. And I scrape it off. It's always like, on top of lemon pie. And I'm just like, the but, texture of lemon pie is so good. Why would you ruin that with meringue on top? nasty little fluffy stuff. Ugh. So yeah, there's not it's not too hot of a take, guys, but if you like meringue, something's wrong with you. Meringue stands rise up. <laughs> a symbol in our comments. Come fight me. Alright, so the film review this week. We have two films. 
Whoa, she went above and beyond this week, you guys. Yeah, I went home this past weekend, and my mom and I, we usually watch movies together. Oh. We watched one subpar. That subpar one was Death on the Nile, 2022. Oh, I've heard a little bit about this. It's on HBO Max if you want to watch it for yourself. Uh, it is directed by a guy named Kenneth, I don't know how to say his last name, Brennick. Branagh. 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 I sound so southern. Branagh. Branagh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he plays the type, like the main cat guy. He's it's a whodunit, and he's the detective. Uh, and hit that. I don't know how to pronounce the last name for that one either. Hercule Poirot. Poirot. Maybe. Poirot. <laughs> I can't remember how they said it in the movie. Anyway, so he directed the previous film. This is an Agatha Christie novel, so this is the adaptation of that. And he did the previous one, Murder on the Orient Express, which I actually very much enjoyed. I enjoyed that one a lot. It was a better movie overall. This one, however, was subpar. So it starred quite a problematic bunch (laughs) with uh, Army Hammer. I'm so confused. This came out in 2021, and they let Army Hammer still be in it? And then Gal Gadot, which she has had controversial comments with the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. Oh. Uh, we got Letitia Wright. She was the one that like would not get vaccinated for a while. I've had a lot of comments about that. Russell Brand has some bad things about him as well. Russell Brand was like so rude, like awful to Katy Perry. Yeah, not only that, but just I think yeah. there's a list of things with him. So the non-problematic bunch, my faves, are <laughs> Annette Benning. She's great. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Emma Mackey, she was in Sex Education. And then... Did she uh, play Mauve? Maeve. Ma- oh, that's what I meant, Maeve. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Sophie... Uh, I cannot pronounce people's names. Okanado? Yeah, she was in The Secret Life of Bees, which was one of my favorite oh. books. She was in the adaptation of that. And yeah, they did a great job, but the script was just terrible. It was it was just so bad. So the plot, it's a whodunit, guys. Uh, for some reason, Agatha Christie likes things to take place on vessels before it was on a train, mm. Murder on the Orient Express. This one's on a boat. So uh, it, it just kind of keeps it contained in that, and then everybody's a suspect, naturally. So it's like... Clue. Mm-hmm. That's what Clue is modeled off of. So, yeah, I mean, you can watch it if you want, but honestly, I don't recommend. Uh, it just was kind of subpar. The conflict was kind of predictable. The acting was just not that great for the most part, and you were just kind of, like, ready for it to be over. I can see how easily a murder mystery could get cheesy, could get scripty see, weird. Donuts, but it was just not it. Not it. Not it. That's Emma's review. Not it. You can quote her on that. No. (laughs) No. So, the more fun one. This was what my dad had suggested. He saw this some on something, and he's like, we should watch it. It looks kind of funny. So, it's called The Bubble. It came out April 1st, funnily enough. Uh, It's a comedy. It's on Netflix. Directed by Judd Apatow, who has also directed This Is 40, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, The King of Staten Island, Knocked Up, and other comedies. That's kind of his thing that he likes to do. And he also tends to put, like, his family within that as well. Oh. And he did that again in this one uh, with his daughter, Iris Apatow. Uh, it's also got Leslie Mann, who's his wife. Uh, and the rest of it, it's got Karen Gillan. She was in Jumanji, the newer ones. Oh, uh, Pedro Pascal, he was the Mandalorian. Uh, David Duchovny, he was in the X-Files. Keegan-Michael Key, he's had a skit show. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Fred Armisen and Kate McKinnon are both 
SNL alums. So I'm it, glad you know all these people because I sure could not tell you. It had a bunch of funny people. So if you're looking for a laugh and kind of just a, a breath of fresh air after all this pandemic stuff, it just kind of makes you laugh on the past of what kind of happened and some of the stupid things that oh. people did. And just like the whole plot is, I'll read what they had online, but it's called... Sneaking out, hooking up, melting down, the cast and crew of a blockbuster action franchise attempt to shoot a sequel while quarantining at a posh hotel. Oh, so it's like a meta movie, like a movie so, about a movie. Yeah, so they're filming a movie within it. It's a very bad movie about, like, dinosaurs and stuff that they have to, like, kill. It's like almost like a, a Jurassic Park, but not really. <laughs> so it's like a bad Jurassic Park. Uh, they're kind of spoofing off of that. And it Did just, you like, like, the movie itself? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a good one. I mean, it's not like, it's not going to be serious. It's not going to go down in the history books or anything, but it's definitely something to fun, just kind of watch and have a fun time with. So if you want to watch something just with like some friends or something, I would recommend this. Uh, it is a little awkward at times. I was with my parents and so <laughs> <had> some scenes <laughs> and I was like, oh. Not the scenes with the parents. And I was like, oh, Okay. Let's just look away and look out the window. <laughs> oh, wow, a bird. So maybe don't watch it with your parents, but you'll be fine if you're with like a group of friends. So yeah, I mean, I don't have any sources to link for this one since I watched two. I didn't feel like it. So if you want to... It was slacking. Yeah, no. I just didn't feel I'm like kidding. it. I'm kidding. I don't care. But uh, yeah, there was nothing probably interesting to say about either one of these, <laughs> honestly. So I didn't see a point. Yeah, probably not. Anyways, next segment, fine dining with Emma Dotson. So this week, guys... We're going to go to tea time, and I'm going to tell you the teas that I had. So right now, I'm drinking a lovely Earl Grey. That's my usual with honey. Uh, and then earlier in the week, I had a green tea with lemon. Okay. It was very light and enjoyable. Kind of picked me up, you know? What well, not too heavy. <laughs> and then I had a lemon and ginger. This is when my sinuses were kind of acting up, so I kind of wanted something. And it's almost, it's a little spicy almost with the ginger. But it like coats your throat nicely, so it was it was solid. <laughs> I love this. It's so funny. So yes, guys, those are the teas that I had. As far as what was your food, favorite? Oh, oh, well, I'd probably just say my reliable, <laughs> oh reliable, Earl, oh, reliable Earl, Grey. Earl Grey. But it was interesting still to try the other ones. I probably liked the green tea one better with lemon. I almost felt like sometimes the ginger was a too much, but yeah. it's definitely good if you're feeling kind of. Under the weather, I would say. Yeah, good under the weather tea. Yeah. So, as far as food, I did actually eat a food this week. <laughs> wow, you ate food this week? <laughs> yeah. So, I, I was going to try and, like, do tea and then eat something or something else, a drink or something, but I didn't do that last week. Anyway, this week I did. So, I tried the Simple Truth plant-based vegan oatmeal cookies. But honestly, I couldn't taste a difference between that and a regular oatmeal cookie. So, mm. it was a very good job on their behalf. If you're looking for something, maybe to, I think it would probably be slightly healthier. About It's bound to be. For the vegans out there. So, if you're looking for something that's a good alternative, they also have, I think, chocolate chip cookies and maybe one other kind. Oh. So, check it out. I got mine from Kroger if you want to go get it. Kroger has a pretty good vegan vegetarian selection they're redoing the one in starkville they have a couple of the aisles like randomly blocked off yeah they're moving everything it's been making me mad because i don't know i can't go in and get stuff now and get out real quick i don't know where anything is now around aimlessly and then like even the that's probably what they want nothing can help you 
No. No, there's no help. And also, like, the way that Kroger is arranged gives me, like, nightmares. It's so... I feel like I'm running into somebody at all times. Mm. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like I just don't know how to operate in Kroger. I feel, I was like, fine. the layout is kind of I was fine in Kroger before they moved everything. <laughs> but now I'm like, okay. Yeah, we're we're uh, not fi- not vibing with a Kroger no. layout right now. If anyone knows what's going on at Kroger, the layout... Dante works at Kroger. He Maybe does. he knows. He probably obviously he probably does doesn't. Not know. He's probably like, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> oh, anyways, but let's move on to our crazy story of the week. All right, this week we got a true hard news crazy story of the week. So, Carlos Allen. Did you say it like that? <laughs> what? That's a crazy story of the week. <laughs> it's breaking news. I don't know. I feel like I was getting a little like, I don't know, back in the series. I can't so be serious. You know this. So, Carlos Allen was sentenced to 124 years in prison for selling deadly drugs, which included fentanyl, and fentanyl ultimately killed Austin Elliott at age 24. This is by AP News. There is no author in the byline, but we'll have the article linked down below as always. So, Carlos Allen was found guilty of possession of hydrocodone and amphetamine, and also for selling and trafficking fentanyl. And so this was earlier in 2022. And so the reason why Carlos got such a long sentence is because he knew he was selling fentanyl, which is deadly. If even it's very small amounts, it's you know pretty much everyone knows how deadly fentanyl is, and you can lace it like other drugs can be laced with fentanyl, and it could kill you without even knowing it. But yeah, he that's been a big problem. Yeah, yeah. But he knew that he was selling fentanyl, which could kill people, and it did kill somebody. It killed Austin Elliott at age 24. Like I said. So that's why he got such a long sentence, because it was the intent. Not only did he sell it, but he intended. He knew that there was deadly impacts, and he killed someone's, like, it was in the article, it talked all about the family of Austin Elliott, so I recommend you checking that out. But basically, they just want justice for their son, Mm -hmm. you know? He had no reason to die a senseless death. Like, just because he does drugs doesn't mean that he deserves to die. No. And it's not his fault. Like, just there just needs to be a better way that we handle the opioid crisis in general, and fentanyl just is a horrible epidemic too like just selling that and you know getting that lace and stuff so he'll be in jail prison for 124 years so bye-bye carlos yep and he's uh kind of younger too i think i didn't see his age in the article but he is not very old so Mm. he's going to spend most of his life behind bars and on that uh sad weird deadly unfortunate note unfortunate on that unfortunate note that's all we have today for this episode. It's a little bit shorter than normal, but we hope that you enjoyed learning a little bit about taxes, tea, and cringy movies. Yeah, all of the above, guys. Remember, you can always check us out on social media at On The Scene Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Eventually, we're going to revive our TikTok. It's been kind of dead for a little bit, but we've got some content on the way for you. Yeah, we do. Also, if you have any story ideas, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, or you would like to be a sponsor, you can email us on the scene pod at gmail.com. We would love to have you on the show. We'd love to just hear from you in general. And you can also share this episode to your Instagram story, um, rate, review, and subscribe on whatever app that you're listening to. That just helps us in the numbers. It also just helps us know what you guys are liking and what you guys are maybe not liking. Also, remember to check out the reflector. As always, I'm no longer... A opinion editor, but I am still a lovely writer. I've been demoted. <laughs> that I love staff it too writer much. status. So 
check it out at Reflector Online. That is the website, and then no reflect at Reflector Online for Instagram I was and gonna say, Twitter. Reflector Dash Online is the website. Yeah, Reflector Dash Online for the website. Um, obviously, I'm the editor in chief, but we have a great staff, and we have a lot of good content coming out. So make sure you follow us on socials because we're doing a really big push push on that. Also, y'all check out our April Fool's stuff from last week. Yes, please do. If you miss out the Yay Deflector, you need to check it out. It caught the eyes of several people in town, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Check it out. And thank y'all for listening. Yeah, thanks so much. Bye. Bye.